0: Journalism is dead. I don't want to say that. I take no pride in saying it. It doesn't make me happy. Uh, It's not entirely accurate for all news publications and sources on the planet, obviously. However, it is certainly accurate um, in regards to the mainstream media Uh, Many of those sources, including some of the biggest on the planet, are absolutely guilty of not just shoddy journalism, but something much more sinister, which is a very clear, transparent, and blatant agenda. Now, the scary part is not that this bias exists. The scary part is that they are not afraid to hide it. They don't seem to think it's anything that needs to be hidden. That's the scary part. It would be one thing if we're simply talking about incompetence. Now, incompetence and mediocrity reigns in this society right now. Thank you, liberals, for a variety of liberal reasons uh, as we get farther and farther away from the concept of individual achievement and pushing and striving and things like ambition and discipline and pride and drive getting farther and farther away from that and relying on the collective to get things done, which has never worked. Ask Einstein or any of the other number of geniuses who have made these giant steps forward for humankind. They all did it themselves with their own brains. I am well aware that working with others, especially like-minded individual, individuals who are exceedingly competent, can be a very good thing. I understand that. But to completely decimate the individual the way we're doing it, it does lead to mediocrity and incompetence. And there is some of that in the journalism field, as there is in every field right now. And that would be one thing if I thought the majority of the problem was centered on incompetence. Incompetence can be fixed. Incompetence isn't necessarily insidious. It's just stupid. It's there. It's something that needs to be rectified via education and going back to the roots and you know getting things done and actually forcing people to go to school And you know, learn things. Um, That's not the problem. The majority of this problem is based on that aforementioned agenda. Now, I am well aware um, that liberals and Democrats will call this a major conspiracy theory, and journalists everywhere, uh, especially on the sides that are being accused, CNN, the New York Times. They're running basically a victim campaign, which is, you know, don't hate on the journalists. Now we're in danger because you're saying that we're lying and, and, you know, you've made this a, a very hateful thing. My only response to that is if you had done your jobs in the first place, none of this would be happening. Okay, I don't know how many times the New York Times or CNN or any of these other mainstream sources, MSNBC, whatever, have to retract something before the leftists suddenly start to go, oh, well, maybe they really are messing this up. I don't know, what, do you ignore it every time they make this retraction? Do you know how many retractions have happened in the past few years? Have you kept count? It's ridiculous. These are supposed to be professionals. These are supposed to be individuals who are at the absolute top of their game. We're not talking about some podunk website with some random person supposedly quote-unquote reporting from their parents' basement. We're talking about professionals Tops in their games, again, supposedly. And they're sitting there manipulating the American public. And that is a very strong word to use. And I understand that manipulating is, is not a word you want to use with journalism. And immediately people get suspicious when you use it because it doesn't seem possible. You know, how could such an institution as as journalism do such a thing? How could people in that chain of command allow it to happen? The problem is that the chain of command wants it to happen. Okay, that is the agenda that they're pushing, and they're pushing it very well. Take a very close look at how headlines are structured. Take a look at how the wording uh, plays out through the course of an article. Compare it to the Barack Obama years. Compare the Trump years for the past couple of years to the Obama years. There was a, there was an article I had seen, I think, just a few months after Trump was elected, where um, a, a source basically just ran down a, a list of the top headlines with Trump in it um, and compared it to the first, I think, month of Obama's presidency. And during the first months of Obama's presidency, I think it was 85 or 87 percent of all those headlines were overwhelmingly positive in tone and structure, and for Trump it was it was almost non-existent. It was something like eighteen percent, and you could blame this on a variety of things if you want. But the bottom line is that's pretty blatant. That's again so transparent, so obvious. And beyond that, look at the commentary. Look at who they have for their columnists. Look at who they have talking on television and as their guests. They're all the same. They all they, they only recruit these same people. They're not giving you both sides of the story. And that is the problem. Initially, they're supposed to give you no side. They're supposed to simply give you the facts. The people are supposed to interpret the facts. We are not supposed to be told how to interpret them. We are not supposed to be told what to think of them, how to react to them. But that is precisely what modern journalism is doing with their headlines, with the way their articles are worded. And again, it's very transparent. Just take a close look. Now, I know many will say, you know, we need you know more evidence. Why don't you talk to some journalists? Well, here's something. I was one. I was one for many years. Um, I published well over 100 stories, well, 100 articles for four different newspapers, publications. Uh, it wasn't the New York Times, but they were certainly daily newspapers, legitimate um, publications, uh, a couple of which have been around for, I believe, over 200 years. And um, I was a freelance reporter, and that shouldn't come as any surprise. You know, they don't even have the money to pay most full-time employees. They really can't do it. Um, many things that you see today are from freelancers because papers just can't afford to, to pay that many uh, full-time wages out. They just can't. And that is a is a result more of the internet and the digital age than anything else, really. And a little bit of the fact that people simply don't read anymore, which is another big problem. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but let me just say, I, I did do this for a while. I did it for uh, you know four or five years. I had to get out. Um, one reason was I was starving at that. They don't really pay their freelancers very well at all. Um, but the other reason was I saw which direction this was headed. Now, this was eight or nine years ago. I I, I saw very clearly, and I didn't believe it at first, you know, and I was, I was sort of new to the game. I, I didn't even, if you had told me then that there was such an agenda, that there was a liberal bent that is really actually damaging the news and the country uh, as a result, I would have either laughed or simply dismissed it, like most liberals do today. And I have to say, it's pretty much only liberals and Democrats who dismiss that because, of course, all the news is in their favor. But I would have absolutely said, I don't believe that. Then things started to happen. Uh, one of the first, um, I was asked to cover a concert. And it was a, it was a hip-hop concert. Um, and I was, you know, as usual, you, you cover the concert and you, you talk to some of the the people in attendance and get some quotes as to what they thought of it. It was a very straightforward assignment. And the editor who handed the assignment to me when it was assigned said, you know, just just make sure you get a lot of really good quotes and things like that. You know? I said, okay, I will do that. Sure. And the assignment went off without a hitch. I did the thing and nobody said anything. Two weeks later, I got an assignment to cover another concert. This one was a country-western concert. It was in the same arena, the same venue. Um, and it was pretty much the same deal, so I took the assignment. But the editor pulled me aside um, and, and said, you know, when you get quotes this time, I want you to try and find people, uh, find people in the concert, minorities, ethnic minorities to get quotes from. And I at first I didn't quite understand what she was saying. I, I said, you know, so you want me to, seek out minorities at this concert to get quotes from? I mean, how would, first of all, how would the reader even know that the quote is coming from a person of, from a minority person or, you know, a different ethnicity other than white? And she said to me, and she said this, you know, sort of with, uh, I couldn't believe she even said it, but she said it in this very fast way, almost as if she was trying to hide it. You know, when you say something really fast and kind of move away, it's like you don't want other people to hear it. and You just want to get it out. And she said, well, you know, if you can't, if you can't find anybody like that, we'll just, we'll just make up an ethnic name to go with, with a quote. You can make up the quote too. And I couldn't, I just, I said, you that. You can't be serious. You've got to be kidding. So in other words, obviously the, the point here is that you want to project to the readership that not only white people or whatever go to these things that there are black people and there are other people of other ethnicities there. And they're the ones we should be talking to. That really was the point of that. And I sort of said, I said, well, how come last time I did this, you didn't ask me to go seek out white quotes at the hip hop concert. And she didn't say anything. She just walked away. That was the first example. Uh, Things started to get worse after that. I didn't say anything about it, but then I started to notice pieces of my articles being edited um, that I didn't do, and I didn't even—I wouldn't have even thought to, you know, either erase something or add something. And they were all done with a political bent. Um, as a freelance reporter, I, I didn't have much say in the final outlay of the article, or and certainly not the headline. But when I would read them, I, I you know. There was, in one case, I said, you know, half of it wasn't even mine. Um, and it wasn't because it was poorly written. I had already done 25, 30 articles just in the past month. And they were all, you know, none of them were really ever touched. But the ones they wanted to fix had nothing to do with, you know, things like typos or grammatical errors. I was above that. I, you know, I wasn't that much of an amateur. those was, was relatively well-done articles and didn't need to be touched and for a while weren't. Uh, and then they started to include various things, various political messages sort of embedded. Um, I, I specifically remember one time where I was supposed to go to cover a, um, uh, there was a, an event around the holidays where uh, people come to a, a local food bank and donate and things of that nature. And um, there was an incident where somebody came, I guess it was happened, I guess just a few minutes before I arrived, somebody had come in and literally ripped everybody off. This person had come in and just stolen a bunch of stuff. Um, that were being donated, and um, they found out who did it pretty relatively quickly. I, you know, it as it was actually while I was there, they found out who did it, and it was it was a it was an African American person with a you know a very clear sort of I guess African American name Jamal something, and you know this was obviously going to be a story, and you know the editor uh, it was a different editor this time so it was for a different paper. She I was on the phone and she says, "Okay, well, just we won't put the name in and we won't put any photos and we won't really say. I said, why? We know who did it. We know who this was. Well, we don't we don't want to spread that. We don't want to we don't want to send that message. I said, what message? The the facts of who did this? So what if he's black? Who cares if he's pink? This is the person who did this is irrelevant. This is irrelevant. I thought I thought racism doesn't have anything to do with this. Yes, it was. if it was a white guy, we should report it, too. If it was an Irish guy, we should report it. It doesn't matter. Why are you saying this? But they went through with it and said, no, we're not, we're not, we're not going to issue, release the name. And we're not going to release the, the photograph. We're just going to say what happened. And you start seeing this later. You may notice uh, when terrorism started to really ramp up and the people who were, especially at first, when it first happens, when the news first comes out, they will not release the names. And they will not release the names very specifically if it's jihadist, if it's very clearly an Arabic name. But you may notice that very, very quickly they will release the name if it's not quite so obvious. Now, I will say that pretty much all of these events have Arabic names because that's kind of who commits these awful crimes. But the point is that this was, I saw this starting to happen at a smaller level and it started growing and growing and growing. And I I just started to feel like what I was going to be giving the the reading populace was not the truth. What they were going to get ultimately was a twisted version of what I had seen or heard. And I had no control over this. Now, it would be one thing if it was the reporters that they had hired were all biased and leftist-leaning. And then, you know, they brought it to the others and they said, well, you know, this isn't factual. You've got an obvious bias here. Let's fix it. Unfortunately, it's reverse. The people in power are the ones doing that. That is why you're seeing the articles that go out this way, that look exactly like this, exactly the way they want it to appear. They want a certain message. They want it very clear, and they want it to be something you can't miss. And I think maybe the final straw for me, um, I was at a town meeting, uh, again, a, Very standard assignment just to cover a town meeting and say what's what and everything. Um, Quite boring in in point of fact. I always hated these. I tended to fall asleep halfway through. Um, But one of the councilmen has set up and said they wanted to, um, you know, they they wanted to, I think it was re-implement this plan for, um, you know, forcing some of the residents to clean up a bit. And so the town was kind of run down and a lot of the, you know, it was, you see a lot of trash in yards and things. Like, and there are ordinances that are supposed to protect against this. And, you know, all he said was, I, I was there when, when it happened. He, you know, this time I wasn't asleep. And he said very clearly, he says, I just, I just think we, we really need to tidy some things up. I, I think there's a lot of this around. I don't like to see it. I, I don't think it. You know, it, it sullies our town, and and really just clean up your act is really what he was saying. And frankly, all of America needs to do that. Uh, you know, take some pride in in where you are and where you live, and things of that nature. But pride is not a thing that liberals and Democrats do. It's why they dress like hold the homeless, and they're you know they don't care about being slobs. Um, they think that's a statement, by the way. It's when it's really just obvious laziness. Um. But that's, anyway, that's what this councilman said. And he said, I just want that. And it was very quick. He was only up there for a minute and a half or something. And there were other, there were a few other reporters there with me, uh, just from surrounding towns. I don't even know why they were covering that particular thing. I guess it was a relatively big meeting that might impact the surrounding towns. There wasn't much news going on, anyway. And um, I noticed that one of them was writing furiously. And, um, and I just said, you know, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't even look. I didn't peek at this person's notes. But I found out later that a story had gotten out, and I think this person may have been the source. And they had said that this councilman had stood there and had specifically um, called out minorities, Uh, minority-owned properties for being messy. Um, And it was because I think there was a statistic that had come out somehow. I don't even know if the statistic was real because I I don't even know how you'd figure this out. I don't know how you could determine this, but the statistic had said, like, the majority of these cases of the homes that were in poor condition or the the yards that were uh, considered to be eyesores, the majority of those were owned by minorities. They were owned by, you know, Latin Americans or or black Americans, whatever. Um, And this was completely, that was the only thing anybody knew from that meeting for months on. The councilman didn't ever say anything of the sort, but they made it sound like he did say it, like he was standing up there and literally calling them out when he did absolutely nothing of the kind. Um, It was never even mentioned at the meeting. I was there the whole time. But this is what comes out of that. And that is, and that started to get big everywhere. Started, you know, people started to reply to it as if this was a fact. They wanted this councilman fired. They wanted, you know, they, it was a whole big backlash. And Why? Because someone had essentially invented something. And we are seeing a lot of these inventions from the mainstream media. And it's happening over and over and over again. Now, I suppose it's, you know, not surprising that people fall for it. Um, After all, they think they should be able to trust these people. But again, I don't know how many times one of these uh, publications and sources have to retract something before you start to realize that they are doing a piss poor job of it. They're doing a piss poor job of journalism in general. Plus the agenda, the message is so obvious and they apparently don't want to do anything about it. Again, it's scary. It's very, very scary that they don't think they have to, that it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Who cares? We can do this. Now I'd like to add one other thing here. Um, the mainstream media bias stretches a long way back. I mean, ever since journalism became more of a business, and they had to sell, you know, newspapers, they had to have these really eye-catching headlines and things of that nature. Um, ever since then, it's become a problem. You know, it's become it's it's becoming worse and worse and worse. The more you have to sell, the more you have to find a particular angle to push. And have a really emotive headline and all of that. But you could still do that. You could still play a little Jerry Springer-ish, which is disgusting. But you could play it a little. But you could at least still give people the facts. Okay? And that's not what they're doing. That is not what's going on right now. I saw it firsthand. I know people who are still journalists or just recently gotten out. Again, for a lot of the reasons that I am, they wanted to deliver the truth. They're not seeing that happen on the page Okay. All of this needs to stop. The reason this is happening is because people are finally stepping up and realizing that it's happening. Okay. You can't slip this bias anymore. You can't get away with this anymore. That's what we should be saying. In the meantime, here's my suggestion. Ignore them all. Ignore these places. You know that it's full of an agenda. You know that there's propaganda written into just about every other line at this point. And until you see that change, don't pay them any attention. Don't give them the time of day. Don't buy their newspapers. Don't tune into the station. Don't do any of that. All it's going to do is annoy you. You know what their their real game is. If that's the case, ignore them. Now, that's going to result in one of two things. Well, it's going to result in cascading, um, plummeting ratings. Um, and subscription numbers, uh, which which will in turn result in one of two things. They will either just die and go away, or they'll have to fix themselves. Now, either one I'm good with at this point. But don't you dare put this on the American people for calling you out, because you've been doing it for a long time, and the fact that we're calling you out now means it's time to change, and that we're not really going to be led by the nose anymore. And the biggest evidence you have of this not working... Is Donald Trump getting elected? Because the entire year leading up to that election, all we heard, we were bludgeoned over the head with constant messages that it's impossible for him to win, that it's a joke, that nobody in America wants him, that Hillary Clinton is a shoo-in. You tried and tried and tried to push that agenda all year long, and it still didn't work. Okay? It wasn't even close. It really wasn't. What what did she win? 10-11 states? 39-40 to Trump? It wasn't close. Okay? It just wasn't. It, it proves that at least half, obviously somewhat more than half, of the country wasn't falling for your crap. It's not working. okay? And you're only digging your own graves. We're all going to start tuning out more. We're going to stop reading. We're going to do our own research. We're going to turn to other alternative sources to see if we can find. And yes, of course, there are bias on the right as well. There are plenty of publications and things like that as well. It's our job to try and find the truth amid all the noise. But the mainstream news media is absolutely biased in one direction. It's only left, and it's up to us to say to hell with you, we're going to find the truth. Until you decide to clean up your act and get your crap together, we're it, it's going to fall to us. We'll do it. Thank you. We don't feel like being treated like idiots. We don't feel like being treated like our opinions shouldn't matter and don't matter, and you're just an idiot if you don't agree with us, and that we supposedly don't see that we're being manipulated, but we are, and we know it knock it off, or just go away. Or fix it. Either way, I don't really care. But this is the facts. These are the facts of the matter. Take it or leave it.